Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast that has yet to be named. In this very first inaugural episode, Tim and I will discuss everything from balance versus rhythm in life to spirituality, acceptance, we'll take a small delve into Stoic philosophy, we'll take a look at journaling and the power of it, we have a great analogy for living that involves surfing, and then finally we'll take a look at inspiration versus perspiration. Let's get started. First episode of a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have a name? What do you think? No, I don't think we have a name. It's the podcast that has yet to be named podcast. I actually saw in the uh, the name of the room, it was like knock knock. Mm-hmm. Did you name it? Did you put that there? Uh, yeah, I put that in like it's my greeting thing when you get signed onto my Zoom. Um, just I don't know. I, I I was probably feeling creative one day and decided to I, modify my Zoom account. I thought maybe you had named it Knock Knock Podcast. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't do that. But that's maybe not a bad idea. I don't know. Yeah, there's, there's probably a bunch of podcasts already called that, though. Yeah, probably. I kind of figured um, the name would pop out organically, if at all. all right? Maybe it'll. Maybe it shall just be the podcast that has yet to be named. Yep. Reminds me of I was. I was listening to a podcast and um, so this computer program, like a self-employed computer programmer analyst decided to see if he could get over on like the California uh, Department of Transportation toll system. So he got a personalized license plate that was N-U-L-L or null, which is in computer programming means nothing, right? So his thought was that if like when the, when they took a picture of his license plate going through a toll, that the artificial intelligence would just register it as nothing and he would never get told. And uh, and it worked. But the problem was, is that they associated his account with every unidentifiable license plate that went through the California toll system. And it took him like a year and a half to sort this out. So there can be a benefit to not having a name and um, there can definitely be a benefit to having a name so i'm not sure how that would work out so i did learn from that podcast as well too there's a whole subset of people whose last name is null n-u-l-l like that's their their last name and they have the hardest time ever ordering things online because if you type in and you're in the last name space n-u-l-l it doesn't recognize it as being filled out it just sees it as being blank They're like no you have to fill in the last name but I did fill in my last name. My last name's Null. No, you have fill, and so it's this whole thing. So it was funny that when I was thinking about podcast name, I came across that podcast about a weird name. So maybe it shall remain the podcast without a name. Yeah, the Null podcast. Mm-hmm. That just made me think of my father. So my dad, he worked for the phone company for like thirty-six years or something like that, and uh, I think it was my brother Matt. He moved to California. And like my dad, and it was, there was like a bit of resentment with him. My father, I think this is the story. It was either my, it was either my brother's old boss or I I can't remember the exact pretenses, but something happened where they started getting like $4,000 phone bills. (laughs) It was like, they just spend so much time on the phone, like, figuring out with the phone company they're like no what this doesn't make any sense like why why is my bill four thousand dollars yeah right i don't I can't, how many phone calls do you have to make to get a four thousand dollar phone yeah seriously so, yeah my dad was pretty crazy when it like he i used to think that he worked for the fbi 
because his job was he set up the 911 systems around the state. So mm-hmm. his job was just to go to police stations all day long. Okay. And he just drove around in a white van and <laughs> would randomly show up places and didn't actually have to work a lot because as long as the systems were running smooth, I think the phone company got like $25 million a year to keep the system going. Mm-hmm. And there's nine guys that built the system and they maintain it. And as long as the system was running, like he kind of, I'd be like, oh, what'd you do today? He's like, oh, I went to Home Depot. You know, I called grandma, you know, I mowed the lawn. So it was like, like all like on the clock. So as long as the system, <laughs> as long as the system was working, they didn't care what he, where he was or what he was doing. But then you, like, I just, my teenage years, I'm like, I think he works for like the FBI or something. I'm like, this guy is just hanging out police stations and like doing wiretaps <laughs> for him. Um, all like, right. Yeah. He can't, he can't tell you what he really does. So he just has to make stuff up. Yeah. Well, my brother told me a story of one time in like high school that him and his girlfriend broke up. And this is like, you know, in the nineties and, uh, my dad, him and his girlfriend, he was all tore up about it. And like my dad one day took him and pulled into a, was like, son, come with me. And they like got, you know, in his van. And then they like pulled in a, like an IGA parking lot and we're like, Son, what I'm about to show you never leaves his van. And like brought him in the back of the van and had a reel to reel setup. And he had gone and tapped the phone of my brother's ex girlfriend and recorded her conversation. And like he's my brother sitting in the back of his van, like with headphones on, like, what is going on? And there's like her conversations with like other guys she was talking to and stuff. My dad's like, son, I just want you to know. Look. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I think, you know what? I think yeah. you, I think your dad may have actually been a spy. I think he probably was. Yeah. And the yeah. 911 thing is a total cover. It was, it was a cover over a cover over a cover. Right. So it's yeah. entirely possible. He might've been CIA yeah. or something. Sure. It's entirely possible. I can see it. I've met your dad. I can see it. I can see it happening. Yeah, you'd never yeah. guess. So. so I was thinking about we were just chatting a little bit before we got started here about a thing that's just been coming up a bunch for me is uh, just balance. I know that's not your favorite word, uh, but I don't hear people talk about it. For me, I don't, I don't think balance is a thing that just happens in my life. For me, I'm in charge of uh, my spiritual condition you know, and staying connected with my higher power or whatever you want to call that creative intelligence. When I'm in alignment with that, like balance is then a thing that just naturally happens in my life. You know, uh, I'd love to get into your thoughts on balance. And- uh, sure. I mean, balance is, and I, people kind of use that word a lot, you know, the work-life balance, um, you know, home life, um, all that. And, and I understand the concept there after. I just... I guess being a word geek and an author makes me really kind of want to be very specific um, when I start talking to use words, especially when it comes to down something, you know, something as important as like spiritual balance or life balance, whatever it is. And I see what they're after, but I think what they truly mean, and, and I prefer to interpret it more is as a rhythm. Uh, and it's really because the term balance, you know, it, you know, the obvious example is like, if you say you have a good, if, you know, you say, if you have a good work-life balance, if you work 10 hours, then you should be home for 10 hours. They should somehow equal themselves out. And that's just not the way life works. I mean, I know, you know, sometimes, you know, you're down for a bit and maybe you're down for quite a bit and then you're up for a bit. So it's, to me, it's much more of a rhythm. 
Um, it doesn't, you know, just because you were, you know, things weren't going well for you for six months doesn't mean that things are going to go well for you, go well for you for six months, and then it's going to go back. That to me, that's a balance, like a sine wave. I think it's much more jagged. I think to call it a balance is to deny the ups and the downs. Um, you know, now, regardless of the term you use, whether it be balance or rhythm, and you know, it's, I get it. You know, it's, it's not something that I would argue to I'm green in the face with somebody about if they chose the word that you choose to use the word balance. It's just, I think rhythm represents it a little bit better. I think it gives it a little bit more, it gives you more latitude um, to love yourself. I think when things aren't going great, because we're not always our best selves. And we're always the first person to know when we're not our best selves. And I know in, in my experience, that's when I can kind of come down hard on myself. But when I started looking at it more as like, it's just a rhythm. It's just a, a process. I'm going through something now. I'm not my best self, but I will improve in the future and move forward. But like I said, regardless of the term you use, I uh, your idea of it's something that doesn't just happen. It's something that you have to actively work at, right? Because I think that some people... And like I said, I can't speak for everybody. I can only speak from my own experience, my own perspective. But those times when I've been, I have had, you know, struggles in life. When I started to identify with those struggles and forget who I am, that's when I became out of rhythm. And I had to physically, mentally, emotionally put effort in to, to clean that up, to fix it. It wasn't something, I wasn't just going to keep going at dead center until everything got back into rhythm or everything got into balance. I had to correct course. I had to change course. Well, uh, so I love, uh, I love that idea of like, just the word balance itself. I think of the scales, you know, you're mm-hmm. you have the two sides of the scale. So it's like, if you, if you think of balance, it's to actually be balanced, you have to have equal parts on both sides. Mm-hmm. So like, it doesn't actually make sense. You know, I, I also get the terminology is like, people are like, oh, you're trying to balance everything else. So everything is kind of in that perfect state, but you know, if you look at it from like, oh, I had a couple bad days. Now I have to have a couple good days, you know, like it's, it's not going to be the same from that perspective. And then for, for rhythm, uh, I love that term because when I, the way that I define my higher power, my God, you know, is mm-hmm. a mighty purpose and rhythm that underlies everything and connects everybody, you know? So it's like, there's that writ, like there is a rhythm and a flow that uh the idea of rhythm and connection and there's there is that thing that you know you call it synchronicity you could call it like um coincidence or something but when you're driving down the road and i think of you and then a minute later you call me or you know all those moments that kind of continue to happen you're like all right what is that connection you know so Mm -hmm. i think rhythm is part of that spiritual process so i think it defines is a much much better use for getting into the rhythm of life you know and having everything kind of in that flow and in that synchronicity and connection really appreciate that thought yeah i think you know and it, it's and like i said i'm a word geek i fully admit it. i love words um they're awesome but I, well, I, the reason that i think it's important that we choose our terms correctly and define them and if, and if as a person, you choose to use the word balance, define it for yourself, because the words we speak reflect the way we think. So if we can refine our speech, refine our terms, we can refine our thinking and vice versa, right? If we can refine our thinking, then we can refine the terms and the words we use. So while I might 
seem to some people to be a bit, you know, splitting hairs, difference between rhythm and balance. You know, for me, it's not. For me, it's um, just re it's refining how I think about something and looking at it, you know, from that point um, better and better you know, and, and just, and just, and just keeping me on point. And rhythm also has an aspect, you know, there's the musical end of rhythm too, you know, it has that aspect of uh, almost, you know, like that, that, like you said, that driving beat, what you define as your higher power, you know, that driving beat that, that keeps you moving forward. I think balance lacks that in its terminology where rhythm, because of its musical connotations can have that. And, um, you know, to say you're out of balance is, is one thing to say you're out of rhythm is to say that you've somehow lost connection um, with something, whatever that may be. If that's, you know, your definition of higher power, if it's, if it's just self-love, if you just, you know, have lost connection with yourself somehow. Um, so that, that, you know, when you start to think about it, when you start to look at how these terms relate to other things, and then I think you can really start to refine. And, and the, the point of all that is that when things aren't in rhythm or when things aren't in balance or, however you want to term it, then now you have an actionable plan to fix it. Right. You know, what, what isn't, what is, what is, what have I lost connection with? Right. What synchronicities am I missing? Been around long enough not to really believe in coincidence anymore. I think some things just happen. Um, but sure. you know, I don't, I don't necessarily believe so much in coincidence. And I think that's because I've redefined balance to rhythm. Well, you just made me think of, I heard once, you know, when you're moving through the woods, like when you're on a hike, say you're hiking, uh, if you watch like an animal move through the woods, they're not like tripping over stuff and like, you know, dropping something or like they, they move, they're in the flow, they're in the rhythm of just the movement through the forest. And uh, when I'm in a flow state and I'm in that rhythm, I can move through and I'm not tripping over logs or getting hung up on something. It's almost like my sub it, it is my subconscious is a lot more aware of a lot of my surroundings and what's happening and just the whole uh, movement. So like when I move, like if I'm hiking and I go to go get over a log or something and I get hung up and I trip myself up a bit, um, you know, I, I stumble. I'm like not in that flow. I'm not in that rhythm right now. So it's the same thing in life. Like if I'm getting tripped up by, you know, myself and I'm, and I'm off kilter, I'm off balance, I'm out of the rhythm, then it's the, I have the opportunity to like, you know, take some inventory, take stock on my life. Like, all right, well, where am I out of that rhythm? What, what do I have the power to change to get back into that flow? And then there's also acceptance in that of just, all right, well, maybe I'm out of that flow right now. And I'm just, I'm out of that flow. There's nothing to be done. There's just the acceptance. There's the opportunity to practice, like just being out of that flow. We're not going to be in rhythm all, at all times and, you know, completely aware and conscious and, you know, uh, we're human beings, we're fallible. So it's also, you know, another opportunity to practice acceptance in that moment of like, yeah, this is just how my day is going so far. And this is where I'm at. And I've, I've got that angst of humanity today. You know, I've got that angst of my human you know it's just it's just there yeah and that yeah i agree with you that you know that's it gives you that workable framework um and and i think you know your your idea there of that acceptance is key to to all of it too right like we're not like i said earlier we're not always our best selves um the world isn't always the best world you know it's not an ideal world so having that 
acceptance. Going, okay, I'm, I am off kilter. I am out of rhythm. You know, I'm not, I'm not in the flow. How do I get back into it? Is one question. The other thing is, is you know, so it's going to happen. You know, to accept it and to and to deal with it is is a big struggle. Uh, has always been a big struggle for me because you expect perfection of yourself, right? I always have anyway. Right. So somehow, if you're not absolutely 100% correct, you're wrong. And it just doesn't work that way. And I think that, you know, that's another, you know, go back to the term rhythm. I think rhythm allows for that interpretation, whereas balance necessarily doesn't. The other thing that's, you know, if you dig a little deeper into it, it's, you know, it's an ebb and a flow. So if something is in perfect balance, it's not moving anymore. It's, you know, even if the scales aren't actually equal, even if one's higher than the other, it, it's remained stasis and rhythm never really, never really does stop, right? Like life, like time doesn't really stop. You know, you have to keep going. And that's, you know, it's from uh, when things are great, that's good because, you know, you can accept it for what it is and, and appreciate it. But then when things aren't so great, you can also accept it for what it is and appreciate it. Whereas with balance, I don't think you get, I don't think it gives you that opportunity. There's just, when you refer to something like a spiritual balance or a life balance, you're basically saying, if it's not in balance, it's wrong. And um, I don't believe that's true. I think that we're, we're all, we know for a fact, we're all going to be out of balance or whatever you want to call it. So why not just accept that? We all know we're going to fail because if you don't fail, you haven't created anything. Why not just accept it, find a, a tool set to, to move it forward. And then, you know, and then, and then go from there. And then when you're out, you know, it's like you can fix it or not, it's your choice, but at least, you know, yeah. Awareness is a key every now. Like I'm just imagining like what my mental image of rhythm is. And it's just this like line, just kind of the squiggly line, just like the valleys and the peaks, you know, mm -hmm. just kind of, and living in that, you know, and as I say, it's, uh, you know, my human nature, I would love to just sit in the peaks and stay in that good place. But I've had experiences where I'll have a migraine or something. And the following day, just not having a migraine, I'm so filled with gratitude. I'm so happy. I'm like, ah, oh, so good. So happy to just feeling like I feel better, you know. So just even that physical part, and then the mental energy now that you have, and like just the following day. So it's like those good days. It's like it's part of human nature. It's part of life to have those good and bad, you know, just to have those up and downs, and to and it adds that appreciation. It's cliche at this point of like, oh, well, you wouldn't feel the good without the bad, but it's it's true, you know. It's mm -hmm. like and and it takes acceptance because. I, my human nature, again, I want to sit in that good place, you know, and, but I don't learn as much in those good, those good spots. You know, when I'm in that divinely inspired place and full of gratitude and it's like, yeah, I'm having this awesome day, but like the real teachable moments, a lot of times come from like sitting in that dark day where you're just like, I don't really feel it today. You know, I'm just kind of out of it. I'm off, you know, and that's where I get to practice those those principles and, you know, and that acceptance. Mm -hmm. No, I these, you know, the analogy I often use or have thought about the way I envision like a life journey, my own life journey is you're kind of walking down a beach, right? On one side is the lower, the ocean, you know, it doesn't matter right or left. It's this huge ocean and the waves come in and that can be kind of the rhythm of it, right? Like to me, you would just watch waves roll in. 
there's that rhythm. Sometimes they're small, sometimes they're big, sometimes they're a mix, sometimes they're churned up, sometimes they're too big for you, sometimes they're too small for you. You know, and if so if you're walking down the 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 ideal rhythm for me is to be just far enough in the water that it's still kind of exciting and fun to live, but not so far that I have to fear drowning. But then not to be so far up on the beach that you never get wet. Right. And you know, a good a good life rhythm for me is is treading that line. And you have to move. You constantly have to go between being closer to the ocean or being more up on the beach and you constantly have to go back and forth and you you just walk down that beach and sometimes sometimes you don't see the wave coming and it just knocks your ass over and you get swept out to sea and you got to swim back or you land 40 yards up on the beach and the water rushes away and you're like son of a bitch you know how am i going to get back over there so you do it right and you get back but you know to accept that like I said, those ups and those downs and to see that. And I've never tried surfing, but maybe I should because surfers seem to get this, right? They seem to understand that, you know, in their activity and their sport, they live for that perfect crest that they can ride, but they know they're only going to be able to ride it for what? You know, a minute at, at the yeah. most, right? Like, yeah. you know, at the most, but when they are, it's the best thing ever. But they also, I think they also have a innate understanding that, you know, like you said, the cliche without, without the, without the trawl, the low part of the wave, there couldn't be the high part of the wave and they have to go through one to get to the other. So maybe I should take up surfing, the Zen of surfing, although I don't know if I'd yeah. be very good at it, but yeah, don't have to be good at it to enjoy it, I guess. Well, there's plenty of waves in Pennsylvania, so you have a lot yeah. of opportunities. Yeah, you know, there's yeah, the surfing on the East Coast is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So. Actually, if you want to river surf, I do some river surf. That's that's more my thing. There's right. actually have I ever told you about that? Mm -mm, no. There's uh like you could find standing waves like in a rapid. So like okay. up in Kent in, in Connecticut here, there's a place called George's Hole that actually creates a standing class three wave. And uh, there's a piece of ledge next to it. And we have these river boards or these inflatable surfboards. They're shorter. There's different sizes and stuff, but you can actually kind of paddle in or jump in. You can just stay in that flow and, you know, and then you get spit out and then you have to, you know, paddle upstream, mm -hmm. you know, get out of the flow. I've spent some time surfing in the ocean and, and, uh, that is, a, that is a great analogy of just how, what the rhythm is, you know. Um, I just keep thinking too about how I recently have been questioning where I do a lot of reading on like spirituality, you know, and uh, that I've almost come out of the rhythm with too much of that. I'm almost like ingesting too much and all day I'm like, I'm a seeker, you know, like I like to seek, but I've well, calm. I heard recently uh, that books are only good for inspiration. I think once you have the inspiration, then you put the book down and go do the work. And I found that I, I can get addicted to the inspiration. I, I read the next inspiring thing and I'm like, oh, that's so good. That hits me and like, you know, in my being get more like just more and more inspired and then don't do the work. And next thing you know, my, my life is all inspiration and no like grit to it, you know, and no rhythm. And uh, it is great for seeing rhythm and finding and learning, but there is, there's gotta be more of a rhythm of just being, you know, being in that place in the waves you're talking about where you're like standing in that place. that's just right. 
you know, and you're not going to stay there forever, but I've been finding more and more that I'm not in that place and I'm seeking that place, but I'm spending more time seeking that place. And while I'm seeking it, I'm not there, you know, and I'm not actually present in that space. And I don't even have the opportunity to step into that place because I'm looking for it, you know, because I'm sitting there reading about the place instead of mm-hmm. being in the place, you know? Uh, so I love that analogy of being out in the waves and it's like, there's that spot that's just right. You know, it's fine. You're not going to drown and the wave comes and you can jump up and you ride it up and you come back down and it's a bit of a thrill, but you're not getting sucked out in the ocean and you're not getting dragged up on the beach and, you know, you're not dry standing there looking at the waves. So it's, uh, that's the thing that I've been spending some time at. I'm like, maybe I just need to pick up, I actually have this book called, uh, uh, reading the, f- uh, the forest it's like the forested landscape or identifying the forested landscape it's just about like walking through the woods and knowing like oh that mound over there of dirt is actually a tree that rotted out a hundred years ago and just understand that so i'm like well, maybe i should put all these books down on spirituality and be for a bit yeah it's the classic paralysis through analysis right so you know where you spend so much time thinking about it that you don't spend any time doing it which is and i think you're right there has to be time for both um, you know, there's nothing wrong with learning and, and doing those things, but at some point you have to kind of set it aside and give it a shot. Um, and you yeah, go from there, but it's just, yeah, I've, you know, reading and I, I fall into those traps as well too, where you just, um, you know, I, for me, I kind of see it as a reset though, but, on, and I find that, you know, when the time is right, I'll usually step out of that and step forward and try some stuff and see if it works. And I think you, you're doing it too naturally. It's just happening, right? The fact that you can see it, I think a lot of people never quite see it. You know, like I said, you can read the books and you can learn all the theories, but in the end, you got to go out and do the work of it um, and give it a shot. And uh, it can get deceiving because a lot of the things that we're talking about aren't like big and tangible. You know, it's not like, it's not like reading Greek travel books, you know, and never going to Greece, you know, like you can, it's, these are the kind of things that you can be doing and nobody knows. So maybe there's some of that going on as well, too. Maybe you, maybe there is a part of you that is testing and probing and finding what you're reading somewhat inspirational, but not quite enough yet to take action on. And I love that, you know, I used to get always, you know, reading, I love to read, right. Um, And I'll read left to my own devices. I'll read all the time, but I find that it starts to interrupt some of my other creative processes, um, the energy expended into reading and becomes a, a crutch sometimes. But I, you know, so because of all that, I would get worked up about the huge stack of books that's on my nightstand that I never, that I haven't gotten to yet. Now I have a huge stack of audiobooks in my, you know, on my phone that I haven't quite got to, but I've learned that, um, and this is a great piece of advice I got from a mutual friend of ours, Jody. She says, you know, the the book it's there it will show up when you need it you'll pick it up when you need it and as soon as i like bought into that theory i'm like you know what she's right like i don't have to get to all 10 of those books this month or this year when i need the book i'll pick it up you know those synchronicities that rhythm that driving momentum that kind of goes underneath all things will force me to sit down and something will happen right and i'll start reading that book or listening to that podcast or that audio book and and start to cycle anew Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Tim and I on our inaugural podcast that has yet to be named. So I thank you for putting up with our technical difficulties, listening along, and we hope to see you again soon on our next episode.